control Is it a sandwich If I called a hot dog a sandwich Do you think that you'd be fine with it? If not, then why? Let's bust this wide Mary, Carrie, Kelly, Matt Oh my, is a sandwich Well, let's decide I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud I'm part of an original crowd and if you look around these days, there seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, we're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Dr. Pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. Here on Order Up! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Two songs in a row. Are we lucky or what? <laughs> Welcome, friends, to Order Up. This is episode number four of season five. Uh, Carrie continues to be doing her what seems like residency at a lake house somewhere, uh, doing a Pepsi and Coke challenge. Uh, but we're going to find out next episode how she did. Um, I'm Kelly. Nice to be with you once again, Mary and Matt. How has your day been? I just, you know what? To hear Matt sing with such joy about soda just puts a <laughs> smile on my face. And now I can't get that song out of my head. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> they they mastered the jingle in the seventies. You know, like you know, I heard that when I was like what four, and it's still in my head to this day. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just been placed back in mind. <laughs> I do love me a good jingle. Uh, that's one I never get out of my head. Also, just the quickness, even though it's a different topic. Whenever I see a box of Lucky Charms, I hear someone singing Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Yeah. Automatically. <laughs> It's so weird how that works. I, I feel like we've lost something now that everything's, oh, let's slap a pop song on there. It's like, it's just not the same. A good jingle. It is true. Yeah. No, we, we should write some new jingles uh, when we're done this episode and just send them out there. See if anyone. See yeah, if so anyone we could be wants. like the Joey and, uh, oh, what's the other guy's name from the the sitcom? They wrote jingles at the like after a while. Oh. The guy who's in the Beach Boys. Oh, Uncle. John Stamos? Yeah, John Stamos's character. For Full oh, House? For Full, Full House. Yeah, they wrote jingles? That was like, my si my sister made me watch it, so I know more about Full House than I want to. He, but there's he a period wrote jingles? They, they, yeah, there was a period where they wrote jingles in like the second or third season because they needed jobs because there's only so long that you can like live in San Francisco believably wow. without a job. Um, so they wrote jingles for a while and then John Stamos became a beach boy. So as one does. As as one does. <laughs> now the whole like song Full House is in my head. I, I'm seeing San Francisco and the bridge. I'm seeing it all. I'm Kokomo in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> Aruba, Jamaica. You know what? You know what beverage needs is a uh, jingle? Uh, Brio. Mm. That's that's going to be our group challenge. Uh, listeners at home, if, you, if you're following us on Instagram, uh, send us a video with your version of a good jingle for Brio. That's the challenge I'll put up. Oh, and now I need to make a, a video featuring my cat Brio as their spokes cat. What is Brio? I'm sorry, awful. American. It's awful. But Last time we talked about Moxie, 
Brio awful. <laughs> yeah, it's an Italian soda. It's an Italian soda. So it's a bit bitter. In my opinion, it's disgusting. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to do I'll have to do some I'll have to go to Italy and do some research on that. I'll I'll, I'll come back. I'll join you. I will join you for that. Um, well, friends, uh, it is it is uh, time to get right down to it. Uh, but before we get into our interview for today, may I not forget the all-important facts that we bring with each episode. Uh, Matt, what are you cracking open for us today? Well, I got a tall can of some Dr. Pepper for you here. Uh, when it comes to sodas... There's a lot of doctors in the house, from Coca-Cola's energy drink to Pepsi's indigestion cure. But there's only one soda that has doctor in the name, and that's Dr. Pepper. And I don't count Dr. K because that's the Nick Riviera of soda doctors. <laughs> um, first sold in 1885, it beat Coca-Cola to market by one year. Uh, so everybody thinks Pops Coke, but... You know, Dr. Pepper was first, um, and it was introduced nationally uh, at the in the U.S. at the 1904 Louisiana Purchase Exposition, which is a delightfully ironically named, uh, delightfully ironic name for a retail exposition for us history nerds. Um, <laughs> it was introduced as a soda pop made with 23 flavors. Um, now. Like its copycat Coke, the formula is a trade secret. It's kept in two halves in safety deposit, two different safety deposit boxes in Dallas, uh, which makes me wonder if Coke copied everything uh, because their secret, re their recipe is also secret and only known to two people and kept in an Atlanta Trust Company bank vault. So, you know, Coke is just copying Dr. Dr. Pepper. It's just a copycat. No. <laughs> no. I say I like Dr. Pepper. I'm going to be honest with you. It's 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 a bit peppery for me too, but it was formulated. It was actually formulated by Brooklyn-born pharmacist Charles Doc Alderton uh, in Morrison's Old Corner Store in Waco, Texas. Um, so he first gave the drink to the owner Wade Morrison, and he liked it so much he let the let Doc sell it at the soda fountain where people would just order a Waco, which I don't think would have sold as well, you know, especially in the nineties. Um, but yeah, Alderton gave the, gave Morrison the formula and he renamed it Dr. Pepper with early advertisements claiming it aids in digestion, restores vigor and women vitality, uh, which we all know is code for, you know, so it, it, <laughs> Dr. Pepper, pe making people happy since the 1900s. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Making That's... people happy, except me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I enjoy it. I'm shocked. And I got to be honest, my first Dr. Pepper was actually in my 30s. So, because wow. my family enjoys Dr. Pepper. So I had not tasted it sooner. And I like me some diet, Dr. Pepper. So it's, it's actually, I do enjoy it. I have to go back and try it again. I haven't had it since I was little and I was really, mm. into, well, as you as I mentioned, my mother got me hooked on, or my mother, godmother got me hooked on grape soda as a toddler. <laughs> so my palate was kind of spoiled from an early age. Um, so I, I'll have to give that, give that a go again. 
I've got to be honest. I think I don't like Dr. Pepper because uh, my ex-boyfriend, uh, who will not be named, uh, loved it. And I think I just now don't like it. <laughs> and I don't think it's peppery. I wouldn't, I, I would say it's closer to a root beer. Do you like root beer, Kelly? No. Okay, that would explain. So yeah, that would explain. That explain yeah, yeah, like thinking yeah. about it. I, I mean, I love root beer, so okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like a frozen root beer. I like to like fancy it up a little bit, like a lot of, make it more like a slushy, you know. I prefer that. Any hooties. Alrighty, friends. Are you ready? It's time for episode four of Order Up. Matt, who's our guest today? He is a friend of the podcast, computer engineer, TV and film producer, originally from Buffalo, New York. This husband and dad of two is a connoisseur of not wine, but soda. His wife is our very own Mary Kennedy. Uh, doesn't quite understand this Mountain Dew obsession among other soda delicacies. And that's why Charles Hall is our guest on Order Up. Yay! Welcome, Charles! Hey. Hi, husband. Did you clean the bathroom? It needs yes, attention. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Brio is bad, I'm going to get you a can of the Chinese knockoff Coke. Oh, that we got. When I was in China, they have their own knockoffs. And it looks exactly the same. I mean, the same colors, the same font, and all this stuff. And you could get a two liter bottle for 12 cents. Wow. And uh, the problem is, is when you opened it, it was more floor cleaner than soda. <laughs> it, it had the worst chemical smell you can imagine. Oh, and tasted it about the same. Yeah. But didn't you live off of that when you went to China? No, 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 no. What oh. we lived off was they also have a Sprite knockoff called Schwabe. And that stuff was awesome. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because my husband was sending me notes when he went to China for a month to do Kung Fu. He's a man of mystery. And he kept sending me notes saying, I'm dying here. I'm not eating anything. All I'm eating is Kit Kats. And you did say Shwebi. Oh, That's yeah. right. Shwebi I don't know why I tough. thought you did Coke. Because yeah. you could get a, you know, a six pack for a buck. I mean, I mean, you yeah. could buy the right. whole... Bought, you know, the whole box they put on the shelf of the Kit Kats for a buck. Oh, well, there you wow. go. <laughs> yeah, it was when we found our first Chinese 7-Eleven, it was a free-for-all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charles safely came back. He, thank God, uh, from his excursion uh, doing Kung Fu in China. And I get to interview you. So in a way, this is like couples therapy. So it's good. Um, so here's here's my question. I, might, I have five questions for you, honey. So mm -hmm. here we go. What was your favorite beverage as a kid when you were growing up in Buffalo? Hmm. I mean, obviously, the, the one you remember is Coke because dad would buy the glass bottles, the six packs, and we'd try to steal them. Um, 
That's probably the one because that was his thing. He would have the glass bottles, and of course we would eat crackers, and then we, you know, backwash into the bottle so we could keep them. Ew! <laughs> do you do that now? No. No. Okay. Ew. Well, you had a brother, a little brother. That's why. That's so gross. If I knew that about you, I don't know, honey. That's disgusting. Did it make, but did it give it like a salty, sweet flavor? No, it was just our way of disgusting our dad so he'd give us the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what Matt should have done when they were giving you grape soda. That's Yes, yeah. (laughs) Gross. Um, Well, speaking of your dad, who I know, Dennis, what drink reminds you of your parents? Again, it's that those glass bottle cokes. That's that was it. That was the only thing Dad drank. Um, Mom really didn't drink any of that. Other than that, you know, Mom had her eggnog. That she put rum in. Well, of course. (laughs) Those were literally yeah. That was that and coffee, man. They that was just you know the old percolator. Yeah, that's like kind of like my house. Like Heather would drink eggnog all year round. I have a I have a Coca Cola addiction, and she loves iced coffee. She'll make herself iced coffees on stop. So it's like that's that that feels very homey to me. <laughs> <laughs> or Kool Aid, cherry Kool Aid. Yeah, there's there there's that again. Didn't drink much of Kool-Aid, but started drinking it when I met my husband. Cause you guys are a lot, your family was much more soda centric than my family. Um, this brings us, I know this answer, but you can tell our listeners coffee or tea or neither. Both. Okay. Do you yeah. want to talk? Do you want to talk I, about though? You weren't a coffee drinker until we had children. No, I didn't start <laughs> drinking coffee till what Re- Rebecca was born. And I needed to wake up. Yeah, because I now. slept through the feedings. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, you like tea, though. You like I English do. tea. You, I like iced tea more. Right. Well, you wait. Sweet tea. Because you Southern lived in the south. Tea. Yes. Mm-hmm. You moved from Buffalo to Florida and then sweet tea. Again, I never t- t- tried sweet tea until I visited Charles and his family in Florida. And sweet tea, go ahead, Matt. Well, it's because it's sweet because we don't really have, I mean, we have iced tea in Canada, but I sh- when you're here, I should have given you a can because it's, I feel it's probably different. And I'm curious what sweet tea is like. The Canadian iced tea is kind of like pop, like it's really fizzy. No, no, but no. tea-ish, it's like got a tea flavor and it's very sweet, but it's like Coke kind of thing. So how is, is Southern sweet tea? It, you, it's basically they'll, they'll make a, a sun tea. They'll throw a ton of bags in a big old jar and sit it out in the sun for a couple hours till it turns. And then they'll literally put like half a bag of sugar in it. Oh, wow. So, I mean, when it's sweet tea, it, it's, it wakes you up. It's like, yeah. wow, you can feel it's got way too much sugar in it but i have a problem with the sweet tea i'm gonna tell you there's a famous chicken chain uh in north carolina that we go to that i enjoy but the sweet tea 
And and I'm not going to say because they're not sponsoring us, but if they sponsor us, I will say. Um, (laughs) But I've noticed when we were in the South last time, every time we got sweet tea, it's warm. It's not cold. We got like a half a gallon of it in a jug. I know, but we don't, even when I would go to the, when we go to a restaurant and they had the like spigots for tea and sweet tea, the sweet tea's warm. So put some ice in it, but that's how it generally is. No, that's not okay. It's supposed (laughs) to be refreshing. Then you would hate China. There's no such thing as ice cubes in China. (laughs) Well, thank God. Well, and there's ice cubes in Canada. Thank you, Jesus. But I will not eat the ice cubes on the plane. But anyway, um, so, all right, well, we had that. But when you make sweet tea at home, honey, you do put ice in it, and I appreciate it because I don't understand the warm tea. I don't get it. Um, do you say, honey, soda, pop, or soda pop? Soda. Was there a time when you lived in the South that you said pop, though? No. I, I can't recall anyone saying pop. I didn't live in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> your dad did, though. Yeah, but he never called it pop. What about your mom? No. Maybe upstate New York, they would have called it pop when we visited, but that was always Maybe it really is a regional thing. Yeah. I think it is. But when you lived in the South, though, you heard pop. Yes? If I did, it was so rare. Really? Yes, Mary. It's not like, you know, Tampa and Orlando is 90% Floridians from 200 years ago. It's all people from Michigan and New York and Mm -hmm. the the actual old-fashioned, you know, crackers that I knew were, uh, I can't recall them ever saying it or drinking it. Original crackers? The Florida crackers. Who are the Florida crackers? You mean the white people? Is that what we're talking about? (laughs) Yes. The the old Southern Floridians. (laughs) Kind of the redneckies. They were the crackers. Okay. Okay. All right. That's for another show. That's what we call themselves. Because (laughs) our dad's friend, Dave, his wife, we used to go on and on about how she was a, a Florida cracker. Oh, okay. now, oh, generally speaking, when someone was called a Florida cracker, it wasn't endearing. Well, no in the way that she tried to make it. Matt, Matt and Kelly are learning so much about America. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wait, I can't. I can't hear you, Matt. Oh, Matt's muted. I don't know what happened. I was going to say, how can you reclaim cracker? That's just one. Like, you don't, like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I'm good with that remaining in insults. <laughs> and, and are you good that it stays in America? I am. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's I just am. like, okay. It's, okay. I cannot believe we brought that up. But anyway, of course, my husband, who is a history major, British history major. All right, honey, I'm going to get to this last question. What is your favorite soda? Or pop, which obviously you don't say, um, and why? Ooh, I don't know that I have a favorite. I mean, I like a really good sarsaparilla. 
which I haven't had in a while. Birch beer, that's always good. Um, I I have to admit, I like the Moxie. Oh. Huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to think, something I, ha- I haven't had in a while that I really wish I could get my hands on. Um, maybe an Africola. Those are actually better than you think. So wait, Africola is that's, a ver- that's, very it's caffeinated. A, yeah, it's the it's a German soda, and it's it's I don't know. I think you to look at the bottle, you'd think the Nazis made it because it has that North Africa palm tree on it. That you see in all their uniforms, but it was, <laughs> it's, uh, it was, you know, the, at the time, I guess it was the nineties, they had jolt, which was what, twice the right. caffeine and three times the sugar. While Africolda basically laughed at them and said, no, this is how it's done. And it had so much caffeine that you could feel it tingle on your tongue to where and we had to import it. You couldn't get it here, so we imported a case from Germany. And uh, it was the only wow. time we drank a soda. We were like, "Wow, we can taste the caffeine." It, well, and that was with your your group that played video games all night. Oh right? yeah, rock. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was before he met me because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had it. No, okay. But um, yeah, no. I mean, you but know, I, here's. Go ahead. Honey. If I had to, I'd love to get a good sarsaparilla, which I haven't seen since I lived in Buffalo. And what is sarsaparilla? It's like a root. Think of it like a root beer. Okay. You. So my husband, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tell everyone. It's a huge secret. He's a big fan of those big K colas, <laughs> which sure. we get. It's through. It's through Kroger Corp. And I'll have to say that I don't, I will just say, I do not think their Coke formula is the same as regular Coke. Well, of course not. I think. It's probably an RC knockoff or something, but hey, that's good too. <laughs> so I threatened, here's another another secret from the Hall Kennedy household. I threatened one day to take all your soda away. And what happened? Uh, I packed my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> my husband is not a drinker, thank God. Like, I, you know, I've had enough of those in my life. But I'm telling you, my husband, if you threaten to take soda away or we ended up not having soda because we did introduce it to our kids young, which I kind of regret that. You go on your iced tea fix, and we, you you make your sure. iced tea. I have backup because you don't like water. No, you don't. Just mm. just tell tell the listeners you don't like water. I don't no. like water. Doesn't. Why would I drink water when I have soda or iced tea or coffee in the morning? Or? Would you say you're addicted to soda? I can quit any time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, do you think he's addicted? I think that answer means yes. I think that <laughs> I think I can quit any time is a is a yes. <laughs> yeah. 
I have to say, I've said the exact same thing to Heather many, many times. <laughs> I, I gotta try that German soda, though. I grew up on, jo- like, in high school, I drank Joel Cola. They, for some insane reason, they had it in our high school vending machine. Wow. And our, our English teacher is like, he could see, he's like, I can tell which of what you have drunk Joel because we'd all like pass out halfway through class. We'd be like really hyper attentive the first half of the class and then fall asleep. <laughs> Second oh, <no>. half. <laughs> so like Joel to 11 just sounds intriguing. I'll do it once. Like, you know, like, like Lou Reed doing like, I don't know, like heroin or something like that. I'll try it, but it won't make it a regular thing. <laughs> Next time I come to Canada, although it might be trouble with customs, I'll bring in Africola for you and we'll see. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just interesting. I mean, my husband will leave a gin and tonic, you know, he'll have a couple sips and it's done. But if you take away his soda that he's put somewhere, there's hell to pay. I'm just letting everybody know. It's not... You know, it's not it's not a good time. So we have to keep our soda refrigerator stocked. I'm surprised you haven't used my mini fit fridge in the uh, studio for your own soda. And we have when we have a, a store out in America. I don't know if you guys have. Do you have Bevmo? Liars, those no. lion liars. <laughs> <laughs> Charles thought Bevmo was a full store of all these different sodas. He really thought it was like a full soda where we can get soda from all over the world. So we went one Sunday and we went in there because they have liquor stores are open on Sunday. I want you guys to know that. We came in, it's just liquor. It's so food. Charles was very upset. Huh. Have you have you ever gone to the pop shop? So it's it's a Canadian thing. So Charles, if you ever come to Canada, we'll take you to the pop shop. It's all sorts of like vintage style sodas. So it's like you know cream soda and root beers and colas. So like all sorts of lo- lovely vintage and in the glass bottles. So it's like feels really classy. Yep. Yeah. See, that's what we need. We'll book his Bevmo ticket, liars. Matt. We'll book his ticket after. This <laughs> is what he needs in his life. Okay, honey. For our 25th wedding anniversary, we'll go to Canada. We'll take you to the pop shop. <laughs> it's spelled with two P's and an E. That's how you know it's fancy. Yeah. P-O-P-P-E? <laughs> it's like old with an E at the end, but pop. <laughs> wow, you Canadians. Crazy. I know. So, I know. You know, we've spoke to, we actually have, Charles, you've admitted to your addiction publicly. That's the first step. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for being on Order Up. Um, Go start making dinner because I'm hungry. And uh, that's it. And uh, to the listeners at home, with Charles's answer of soda with my very unscientific, what word seems more popular this season? Um... Pop is still in the lead, but just by a hair, just by a hair. So really, yeah, it's very close though. It's very close though. We never know. Episode five, it could break it wide open for for soda. We'll see. Well, and Charles, I didn't ask you if people want to contact you. Ooh. Where where can they contact you? Do you have a social media presence, or is no, that all I have, me? I have, that's all you. I have zero. So if you want to contact my husband to talk more about 
China and his soda addiction, you can go to M. Kennedy Comedy, everybody. Amazing. And awesome. uh, we'll, uh, we'll be here for, for episode five, friends. We're going to find out. Will soda come out on top? You're going to have to tune in to, to the next episode on Order Up. Da, da, da. All right. Hey, person on the street. What's your name? Bryce Hallett. Hey, Bryce Hallett. Um, question about beverages. Are you okay. game for some questions? Sure, all right. Excellent. Do you say soda or pop? Pop, definitely pop. And what is your favorite pop? As a kid, it was Orange Crush, but I think now it's, um, I don't know if it counts as a pop, ginger beer? I, it's it pop, pop, pop adjacent. Yeah, pop adjacent, yeah. So I think it's ginger beer. <laughs> And do you put ice in your ginger beer? No, because I'm usually running late and picking up at a store. So <laughs> it's just as is, I'm barely getting the bottle open. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Order Up is hosted and produced by Matt Ardill, Mary Kennedy, Larry Hayne, Kelly Zemeckis. And original music is by Rebecca McDonald.